Hello and welcome to another edition of From the Mailbag. My name is Pat Inhofer. I'm Dan Marin. And I'm Robbie Carmen. And guys, in this installment of From the Mailbag, uh, we got a question about denoising workflow from our member Yoris. Uh, and Yoris, I'm sorry that we haven't gotten to this uh, answer before. Your your question has been sitting in the mailbag folder for quite some time. But I thought this was a, a, a good question that we hadn't really approached before, but we get asked all the time. And Yoris's question is, hey, when you're denoising footage... Um, you know, he's using Final Cut Pro 10 and the Neat Video Denoiser. Um, do you denoise directly on the original camera footage, you know, the flat log type footage? Or is it better to kind of set your exposure and your overall luma levels and get your grade kind of locked in and then denoise after that? Um, in my opinion, there's kind of pros and cons to each workflow. I kind of want to get your guys' opinion. So, Dan, let's start with you. Um, when it comes to denoising, where, where do you go? Before, after, or somewhere in the middle? Uh, God, it depends. Most of the time, I will denoise at the start. But sometimes, if it's that bad, I'll denoise at the start and the end. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to put my denoising node before even like my first primary correction, just to put a little bit in there. Then I'll do my grading. Um, what I like to do as well is I always like to put a bit of sharpening on the image if I've denoised it. So it's almost like I smooth it out to get like a good quality image, but it's always a bit too soft. So I just sharpen it back up a bit, which I know might seem crazy, but it actually gives you better results than not sharpening it and say not denoising it. Um, um, and yeah, I, I've been using the Resolve one. So again, I haven't used Neat Video because I'm on Resolve Linux. Uh, but yeah, I tend to do, I, I know there's different types for different areas. So isn't it like high frequency? It's better to do it before. And then is it lower frequencies after or vice versa? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's different, um, you know, different strategies. We'll get to this in a second. Pat, I want your opinion. What do you, what do you generally do before or yes. after? Yes. Both. Yes. <laughs> like, I'll do it where I need to do it. Um, as a Resolve colorist, I'm working in Resolve. My inclination is to do it first only because then if I have problems, and this hasn't been a problem recently, but uh, if you have the right graphics cards, you can run your initial denoiser on Resolve Studio in real time. But um, if you're having problems with denoising and getting real-time playback, then yeah, absolutely put it first because then you turn on the render cache and then it'll render oh, those yeah. out and then you don't have to worry about re-denoising all the time, right? It's already done and now I can color grade on top of that. Uh, so there's a practical reason why in DaVinci Resolve specifically I put it first. If I'm working in Final Cut 10, I tend to like to grade and see, well, what do I need? Uh, do I really need to denoise or not? And if I do, do I have to do it to the entire image or is it just a problem in the shadows or the highlights? I can't always make those judgment calls uh, right off the bat. Um, you know, I, I need to see what I'm doing to my image in order to decide how much denoising and where do I want my denoising to happen. So I find that I don't have a solid rule just a general inclination to do it first, but not because I think I get better results than compared to doing it last. What about you, Robbie? Well, interesting that you guys, uh, I was surprised to hear that both of you kind of tend to do it. You know, obviously you're flexible, but you tend to do it first. I, I tend to do mine uh, in the middle, and let me explain what I mean by in the middle. I do find that I, I sometimes only notice noise after a contrast expansion, right? After I've stretched the image out or it's, you know, it's particularly worse than it was originally. 
Um, but then, like you, Pat, I get continually frustrated with, like, oh, God, if I'm in Resolve, for example, every time I change something now in the primary grade, I kind of have to do it afterwards. Um, so kind of the, the way that I've been going with this, at least in Resolve, and I'll talk about other tools in just a second, is that I've literally been putting it in the middle. So I'll do, like, a primary grade or, you know, maybe it's a vignette or, you know, some sort of basic grade first. I'll see my results of that. Oh, yeah, it's noisy. And then I'm denoising. I'm maybe caching that or maybe not, depending on the complexity of the grade. And then I'm doing my refining work after that. Um, so I tend to find that I put it in the middle or I kind of sometimes just do my whole grade and going, well, this is going to take performance hit. And I'll just apply a... Uh, um, uh, you know, a node, you know, append a node to all the shots in the timeline with my denoiser at, at the end, very end of the node tree, knowing that I'm kind of done with my grade. Or at the track level. Or at the, or at the track level. The track level I've had issues with because of temporal noise reduction. Sometimes it pulls in... Yeah, yeah it's it pulls not good. In weird, oh, it pulls, it pulls in weird... It pulls in uh, over the cut, you mean? Yeah, it pulls in weird... Uh, you get some funky Yeah, results. so I, I would tend to do that on the, on the, on the, uh, on the clip level. Um, but uh, I think there's no right or wrong with this. I guess my opinion about it is that I often don't notice the noise until the grade's been applied. So that's why I have a hard time sometimes applying it first um, because it's like, okay, well... How much is that noise? What is that noise going to look like once we have things kind of set in? That's why I tend to do it in the middle or at the end. And a tool like, um, say, Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro 10, where you can very easily change your layer stacking, um, you can kind of do whatever is best for you and kind of continually change that on a shot by shot basis, right? You can literally just rearrange those uh, those filters or the, those effects. Um, I, I think that the only reason that I would maybe start to do more like you guys do and do it first um, is because then your subsequent operations are not processing that noise. That noise is done and gone with. Uh, and I never really thought about it like that until you said that. Um, but I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way. I think that yours, you can kind of try both um, and maybe try all three of these ways, the before, the after, and in the middle, and see what you kind of get the best results with. Uh, I think it's – I really believe it. it's from job to job. Uh, the cameras have different noise profiles, um, you know, and, and you're never quite sure. And then depending on how the DP exposes, where's the skin tone in relation to the noise floor – uh, and, and so it's kind of tough sometimes to prejudge where's the right place. And when I do do it in the middle, I'll frequently do it in the middle of a vignette, right? Where I'm on the inside of the vignette, pulling out some little extra saturation, working on a face, I start seeing some noise, throw in the denoiser just on the inside of the vignette and let, let the rest of it go. Because um, usually what, we, what I find, because I'm usually working with compressed codecs, is the noise I'm running to is codec noise. It's chroma sampling noise yeah. as opposed to sensor noise, right? Yeah, I, and I think this also has to do with, I mean, maybe you guys are not like me. I'm a little OCD when it comes to noise. Like I, like, I find like even if – I just find noise in everything. You know, and so like I, I find myself literally, quite literally, denoising everything. Yeah, I uh, tend to do that too. Yeah, and that's why I kind of oftentimes I do my grade and then just kind of throw it on, throw it at the end on, you know, on everything, uh, just to cover my obsessive compulsiveness. All right. So now speaking to Yoris's question, would you consider doing batch rendering with noise reduction turned on? And does the logness, whether it's log flat or full range recordings, does that change how you deal with noise reduction? From my point of view, only it only has to do with visibility, right? I mean, right. it's like, it's like yeah. I think it's harder to see that noise in the original log flat footage um, versus when you've applied some contrast to it, some saturation to it, and you've kind of pushed and shifted things around. Um, I think from a processing point of view, in something like Final Cut Pro 10 or you know, Premiere Pro or something like that, 
there is a certain logic to you know just throw it all into media encoder or wherever, or throw it all into compressor and uh, you know and fire, fire it out, and then out. you're done, and you don't have to do with that. But I still think you need to reserve the ability to apply, as Dan said, both. You know, or both you guys said yeah. that. You know, <laughs> uh, after yeah. your grade, even if you're forced noise reduction, and then now the other way I would treat that initial noise reduction is I would treat it almost like a you know kind of a color correction term, like a one light or a first light kind of thing, right? Where you're yeah. not being heavy handed about it. Um, because if you are very heavy handed about it and then you batch process that, you're potentially baking in degradation of some details that you might later you might later on decide that you want to keep. And now you have to go back and re-render. Um, so if you're going to do it first and kind of batch process that, I would do it kind of with a, a light hand. Now, Dan, since you don't, you're working on a Linux system and you don't use, um, I guess you don't have access to plugins, I'll, I'll direct this to Robbie, for someone, we, we talked about this in an earlier insight, but for someone who maybe found us through Google and, and is just coming right in on this particular question, Robbie, for a plugin for denoising for any of these systems, uh, do you have a favorite go-to? Yeah, I think the one that is you know most universal and will kind of work everywhere that you probably want it to work. You'll just have to kind of buy multiple versions of it. <laughs> uh, is is Neat Video as 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 uh, as yours mentioned because you know it works in all the NLEs, it works as OFX, it works in a lot of the compositing applications. Um, you know there are other noise reducers out there. I just think that these guys have nailed it. I think that they keep getting better and better at it. It does temporal and um, spatial noise reduction. Um, and, you know, and it's relatively affordable. What is it like one hundred and fifty bucks on? Yeah, bucks, depending on your like host, that. yeah. Yeah, you know, it, and it works really great. It has performance tweaks where you can optimize it for the GPUs that you're using. Um, you know, with that said, I, w- I would I would say that, you know, um, no, it might be the only choice that you have if you're, as, as yours says, uh, where he's on, he's a Resolve user, but... Yeah, he's not on the studio version, so he doesn't have access to the built-in noise reduction. I tend to, f- I tend to find myself in Resolve anyway. I tend to find myself using the built-in tools first, then going to Neat uh, as an OFX. But obviously in Premiere, Final Cut 10, that kind of stuff, I mean, there's no question that Neat, Neat is, a, is a fantastic tool and probably the place that I would start for my noise reduction needs. Yep. All right, so great question, Yoris. I hope that, um, we, again, we apologize for taking so long to get to you, but uh, <laughs> yeah. great question. Had a lot of fun answering this. And for MixingLight.com, I'm Patrick Inhofer. I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Dan Moran, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.